Are you ready to discover who you came here to be? Welcome to the Human Design and Astro Club podcast. Human Design is a system and a tool that is here to empower you and show you your greatest potential. Come learn with us and discover who you really are. Hi friends, Crystal here. New year and new you, and boy, do we have some new tools for you to help you transform your life into the one you have always dreamed of. We have some new ways for you to connect with us over outside of the show. So we have a free guide on tips and tricks to honoring your strategy and authority. We also have a language manual to your true self to help you understand the key terms in human design and how to apply them to reading your human design chart and also to your life. And we are so happy to announce doors are now open for the cosmic community, which is a no commitment or five month commitment package to connecting with us over in our private Facebook group. You will have the chance to connect with Leah and myself each month with our premium episodes through our program plus monthly forecast. There's also weekly aura energy updates, weekly tarot card polls connected to a human design gate, monthly market shares for fellow entrepreneurs to share their work and exclusive bonus content you will not be getting anywhere else from us. Come join the cosmic community to understand how to utilize the transits to your advantage and have a safe space to learn, grow, and connect. And we also have our children's class called Nurture Your Child Through Their Design. And our most popular classes are our variable mini classes, which are bite-sized, self-paced audios and guidebooks on the first two transformations. And if you want to stay connected with some education and love from us, join our email list and check out our website, which you can find that and every offer I just discussed down below in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here, and I will see you over on our next episode. Welcome to the Human Design and Astro Club podcast. I'm Crystal, and Leah's not here because we have an interview, and I apparently do the interviews these days. So here we are. It's just Crystal, but I do have a special guest that I'm going to let her introduce herself in just a moment. We're meeting Jenna, who is a 2-4 emotional manifester. I seem to love the emotional manifestors. I don't know what's going on around here. But the beautiful thing with Jenna is that she shares human design through poetry. She has this creative poetic nature through her 1222 channel. And it just like flows through her through those emotions. And you just really get the essence a lot of times when I read her poetry through human design of what that actual, a lot of times, gates and channels she speaks through when you can kind of really almost like reach out and grab it. And that's what I love about you, Jenna. So I'm going to stop talking for a moment and give you the floor. If you want to say anything about yourself, let it, let the audience, let our audience know who you are. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm an artist, I'm a poet. Um, these days I'm, I'm feeling like I'm more of a poet and writer than an artist. Not that I don't love my art. It's just those um, moments are far and few between these days. And I, I love them and I enjoy them when they come up, but I'm not in the boat of allowing myself to force it anymore. There was a time where I think I was forcing myself to create and that it almost got where it didn't feel good and I didn't like that. So now it's more of what is my mood? After all, I'm an emotional manifester that makes sense. You know, what am I in the mood to dip my toes into? What do I want to play with? I want it to feel playful and, you know, curious and like a fun adventure. Um, I don't think that life should feel forced. Life should always feel flowy and good and just you should love who you are and what you're doing and who you're around. It, our experiences should elevate us and just make us feel good, not, you know, bring us down and make us feel icky. I just heard your mountains. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every mountains person that I talk to, they're always one very inquisitive. There's some level of height or elevation or up leveling that they end up speaking to or through. And I've realized how many mountains people I honestly have surrounding me. And I didn't even realize that even I birthed two mountains kids. I have one active mountains and one passive mountains. It's crazy. Um, and so before we dive in, we're not even a hundred percent. We're going to be honest with you guys. We're not hundred percent where, where this is going. Um, we've got emotions and sacral here, so we don't know where we're going to go, but I wanted to kind of touch on, because we were just talking about before we got on here, it's been almost a year since we actually met. It was somewhere around this time when I started our doorway membership that I think you found us on our podcast. And then you found out we were doing a variable focused membership and then you ended up joining that. And that was really fun because you are I, like, as I told you, you were like the VIP of the group because you initiated a lot. You always contributed, which I get with your one eight, your channel one eight. Um, you've always you always contributed and you always um, have such great insight with your passive mountains. There's something about mountains people that you really see above everything. It's like um, I love going out and watching like when I'm outside I don't live in a spot where I get to be in the higher elevation I'm in mm. Florida so oh yeah that's that is the lowlands <laughs> I'm from Florida it's so funny if we would have if I would have been there just us at the right time we could have actually met each other I know, like right? not far from where I, I used to live which is crazy because I'm from upstate New York you know a few hours uh, above New York City so like way up there um, and you know, closer to like Massachusetts area yeah. and Massachusetts, I would say there is an equal distance between like Massachusetts and New York city from us. So we were kind of in the middle. Um, we weren't far from the Anirondacks mountains. So, you know, I, we lived up on a hill. Mm. I mean, but we also lived in like some Valley areas there too. My, uh, birth mom is, uh, an emotional MG and she's valleys. Oh, that's hilarious. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas it's interesting because a lot of my siblings are actually mountains. 
So I think we talked about this once before, and I'm not sure if maybe we even talked about it in, in the group because we had many conversations in there and I'm starting to go through some of them as we're pe- preparing our variable tense. And I'm like, wow, like this is amazing. Like the resource that I created for myself <laughs> from you guys, I'm like so grateful for that experience. But like I've realized from doing so many chart readings at this point, and also a lot of connection charts, and I've seen a lot of siblings. Um, my boys both have the same um, environment, just opposite ends. And so there is there is an interesting connection with that. I noticed that a lot of times your sibling has the same environment as you. That's so interesting. Fascinating. I think I have one or two siblings that have different, I, I have to go back and look at their charts but I was looking at my older sisters yesterday just because some like some I don't even remember what it was but something triggered me and I had to go Mm -hmm. look Mm -hmm. so then I realized that she was mountains oh I was thinking about the one eight because the one eight channel has been seriously on my mind like crazy yeah um and it started with like a couple days before the uh eight showed up in mercury last week like Mm. I always things a couple of days at least early sometimes mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. yeah you that's know the, re- that's the, re- the reflector body I feel like and also mind really feel the the transits before they actually come in like I feel the channel of emoting coming in right now as it's approaching um it's like once it starts to approach the gate I feel like like the cosmic gate if 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 we could make a little visual um it comes in and I'm like oh this feels different and like I know that I watch it when it actually comes in that it's the same it's almost like the same response with the collective that I experienced beforehand. I don't know if that's one of the reasons why I like sharing the transits with people because I've gone through a lot of that, which you probably feel the same, a lot of the experience of what that transit's going to be before it actually happens. And I think that's the reflector energy. Absolutely. And I I would also say, you know, they say about manifestors living at the edge of the collective, which, mm. you know, we do, we kind of sense the things before, you know, things that are going to be that the collective needs. We don't always mm-hmm. know that that's what the we're experiencing until we're like, well, with me having the 47 in my son, uh, my conscious son, you know, those ahas and epiphanies just coming in and it's like mm. a ray of something goes, oh, you know, <laughs> uh, and that's more or less like I was listening to you and uh, Leah last week on the podcast and you asked Leah if she had the one or the two and something about a key. Yeah. And, and then Leah's like, uh, I had the one eight. I'm like, yes, me too, me too. Yeah, I realized I was talking about her 14 because she has the other end. I was like, oh, wait a second. And she didn't tell me that part because you know how we talk about, we're like, well, do you have the other end? Because you still, it's almost like there's still, there's obviously the energy is still there. It's just not full. It's like half full. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. Why I went to my sister's chart. Um, because I was curious, I knew she had either the one or the eight, but I didn't know what she had. She has the eight. Mm. And I was just, I, I don't know why that like made me think of her. Like, cause I know some, like none of my siblings have the full channel. My mm-hmm. partner I believe has the one, he either has the one or the eight. Um, 
And so I, I have a lot of people in my life that either have the want or the eight, but not the full channel. Mm. And so I bridge that channel for them. And it's just really fascinating. Like you were saying how, you know, you have these different people in your life, how like they connect to your chart it, without even knowing that until, well, you're aware of it, you know, right. but it's just interesting when well, that it's a weird- feeling though. There's something like, I, I realized how much I was actually really speaking the language of human design and understanding it, but didn't know what I was looking at before finding human design. But there's something, there's something that honestly happens when you come into the aura of somebody else. One, you create a brand new energy there's like almost like an ent- a different entity has entered into the room. Like there's you, them, and then whatever it is that you guys create together. But there's something that happens when somebody has either a hanging gate and also a- electromagnetic channels and stuff that you guys create together. Like my husband and I create the 59.6 together, which is electromagnetic. And th- But there's something that happens when you have the other end of a gate and that person has the other end too. And then you come together it's like you lock into each other. Yeah. There's a feeling. Like, like a 52, my partner has the 52 and I have the nine. But like, I'm pretty sure this is what woke me up last night is I felt the 50, not the 52. The 52 is already in the trans. The nine. You're the, in the nine. The nine. You're nine. In, in the middle of the night. And it was like around 12, 31 o'clock. And I felt it. And so between the two being in the transits right now, plus my sleeping with right next to my partner, mm. who has the, I have the nine, all of a sudden I was just focused awake. I was, it was ridiculous. I'm like, I'm so tired, <laughs> but I am so awake. My, my brain is like, nope. Think about all the things. I, my body's like, please surrender to sleep. I'm like, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> oh my gosh yes I feel that too I also have the nine so having the 52 in as well has been there's been a lot of like random like bursts of like anxiety that I think are mixing with the 51 that's also in current transit right now that right now as we're talking we're at the end of the last pro the last program which are actually my bridge gates. So I feel like with those gates in and then mixed with the 52 and my nine, I'm like, I'm going to punch a bitch. Like that's where where my energy's at. Along with that, um, I'm feeling some of the energy that's coming in at the end of the week. We also have Mercury retrograde getting ready to start. I'm starting to feel that come in. I feel the Venus coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Today. Today. Yeah. Yeah, today Venus on the 10th is in moving into Gemini. And then tomorrow we have the Jupiter Kazemi, which I'm like, please. I'm like, <laughs> I've been putting all my eggs in this. Ju- I, I, know, I know you guys know, and the, she, Jenna's also in our cosmic community. I've been putting all my eggs in this Jupiter Kazemi basket and probably filling you guys up too. Like, this is going to be a big day and watch it just be like horrendous. <laughs> I'm like, good. It's supposed to be good. It's supposed to be good. It's supposed to be good. I haven't felt that energy come in yet. I'm like, when's that coming in for me? Because I'm feeling all the other energies that aren't even here yet. Or maybe just like, you know, I don't know how you feel because you you have an undefined heart, right? Yours is undefined? Yeah. Um, With the 51 in right now, like what that does to you when other gates join – 
You want to hear something really fascinating? You know how I was saying that the eight was like following me around? Like mm-hmm. I, I see all the numbers that are going to be coming into the, I don't just feel them. I see them. They're like, they suddenly start showing up everywhere, everywhere. It's like, I'm like, is mm-hmm. that coming in? And then I look it up. I'm like, that's crazy. Okay, you're yeah, that's a sign. You know, I see it a lot with manifestors specifically they're really number focused. There's something about you guys with where you're constantly getting, like, I know that we all kind of do, but I've noticed more specifically for manifestors that like, that really is like your guide is like numbers. And I know another man, another actually emotional manifester that, um, she, she would tell me, and I, I knew her before finding human design that she would tell me that she would like, she had specific numbers like specific numbers and they were always showing up in her sphere and not that anybody else doesn't do this either because I know that we all kind of randomly at least go through these phases of it but I feel like manifestors it's like the only consistency I see through you guys is the is the numbers you want to hear something funny because my birthday is September 11th uh you know 911 um that was really like, I always, you know, told my mom that my birthday was the season of um, fall was my personal birthday gift because mm-hmm. I love fall so much. I'm like, it turns pretty just for me, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> That's, um, I do it. I'm the manifester. Right. I initiate the season. <laughs> um, but the numbers are interesting because my birthday's on the 11th. And in numerology, if you put the, the two ones together, you know, you get the two mm-hmm. and you add the, them to the nine and you get another 11, mm-hmm. which then breaks down to twos. And I'm a two four. Yeah. That is interesting to me. So twos are really important. And then I've got the 1222 gate yep. as my emotional wave. So just like those numbers are, I, I see them everywhere. One, one, one is one that I see everywhere. Mm-hmm. Those are my numbers. And uh, right now, because I'm in a personal month four in my personal year nine, I keep seeing fours everywhere this month. Like, mm. hmm, okay. Yes. Yeah, I like, look more like- into that with, I like, I, I really love how you get. So like, this is really your gate nine, like how you get so detailed with like, okay, I'm also, I'm looking at the number for the month. I have my, my year number. And I'm like, I don't go that. I'm like, I, I'm like, should I be that detailed? Sometimes I ask myself, but I don't know if I have that kind of like for me, cause I'm so constantly creating for all, all the things with my business. I'm like, I don't know if I have the time to do that, be a mom, be a wife, two businesses. I'm like, and then be like, okay, this week, is going to be a fourth year, fourth, fourth. I'm turning into the fourth uh, month for me. I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't know. And then I'm so focused on like on the transits. Like I'm left brain and left mind. I don't, I kind of have, and like with being a generator, I kind of have like one course I'm going. And then, but I do like with being kitchen's environment, if I find like, that's why I'm like, should I pivot a little bit? I'm like, if I find another tool to put in my tool bag, or my toolbox. I'm like, okay, well, we got to take that one and we'll put that in there. And then this is how it all makes us together. And here's a new energy guys. So if you hear me now talking more about numerology, which I do like, there is, I do really love numerology and I love doing it for like 
the beginning of the year to talk about that because it really like showcases the essence of that year and kind of like what's going to happen. Like we're in a seven year now, right? The chariot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where the hell are we? (laughs) With how detailed I am with this stuff. I'm like, I never know what day or time it is. Like ever. I'm like, what? Where are we again? (laughs) Um, cause I float around <laughs> and I'm kind of I'm like, kind of moving through the past and the future at the same time. And then I'm like, oh, we're in the present. What is that? I don't even know what day it is anymore. I've lost myself. It's so um, funny. You said that last week, every single day, it would be like the first half of the day was one day in my mind and in my yeah. body. And then I, by the second half of the day, I was like, it was already the next day. I'm yeah. like, I had to keep telling myself, no, tomorrow is Tuesday. Yeah, I do that a lot. Somebody else is going to be, but I'm a, I'm I'm moving into Wednesday. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm already here. Where are the rest of you guys? Catch up. I'm the manifester. <laughs> I don't try to keep up with manifestors. Like I like I watch. Like okay, so I met him. I told you about this manifester that I I met in locally. That she's also like witchy like us, and she has a whole witchy business. And so she started this tarot meetup group. Okay. And so that's how I found her originally. And I have a feeling and she canceled the one that's supposed to be this week. She's got a lot of stuff going on, but she canceled the one for this week. And before she did that, before I found out some stuff that was going on, I was like, I get the strange feeling. This is coming to an end soon. (laughs) Because the thing is, and the reason why I think people, I've been thinking about this, just like marinating on it. And you can tell me how you feel because you're an actual manifester and I don't try to pretend like I know you guys. Okay. Like I'm I'm straight up like I never know which direction you guys are going in. But I think the reason why people are so fascinated with you guys and why people like when they see you guys a lot of times, or uh, I guess I can I can join that in yeah. on that. When we see you a lot of times, we kind of like jump on board your train because we don't know when you're going to go in in a different direction, when it's going to stop, when you're going to throw people off. You guys just like throw people off your train. And I'm like, oh my God. But but I was, I told you I was in for the ride. I'm in for the long haul. I have a defined heart. Okay. Like three weeks ago, I'm, I'm here now. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's why people like a large group like we feel it because the aura is closed and we never know when it's going to stop, right? We never know when the train's going to stop and you're going to make people get off that we're like, we got to jump on this right now. And that's why a large group oftentimes are jumping on and then also jumping off um, because, you know, there's also the repelling a little bit. But I was talking to somebody last night about this and I'm like, you know, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, you never know what's going on with the manifester. Okay. And I'm just like, you, you got to kind of like enjoy the ride while it lasts because you just never know when it's going to end. Like with the I, generator, I, we're still going. You know, we try to open, I, I I try to open my window and say, hey guys, this is what's going on with me. But yeah, a little is, informing. I, I don't know what's going on with myself. Mm. So if I don't know what's going on with me. How can I tell you what's going on? You know, mm. it's like, yeah. this I'm like, this is where I'm at. And I, I try to not attach to telling people that this is what I'm, I, I look at old pat posts from like earlier this last year. And I was like, where I was telling people, this is what I'm going to be doing. And then like, I'm like looking at that now, like, I'm not doing that. I am not doing that. <laughs> I'm like, and just let me take this down because this is not me anymore. That was <laughs> old me. 
like three months ago, six months ago, that doesn't apply now. So it's so interesting to me. So interesting. So really fascinating because I'm like completely opposite energy, you know, like you're the yang, I'm the yin. And I, I'm just like, I'm still going in this general direction. Do I feel like maybe I should change course hundred percent, but this is what I've built and it's taken me a long time to do it. I don't know if I can go in a different direction. Like I've been feeling that you're actually going to hear it on today's podcast. If you take a listen today or throughout the week, whenever, but we're going to be changing the format of the program that has needed to happen, but I have a hard time letting go. Yeah. And- but you're also a five. You have that five, right? Mm-mm. You don't uh, have the, yeah, I thought you had the gate five. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like I'm thinking we're for some reason I'm back to variables in my head. I'm like, I don't have any fifth colors. Oh, uh, yes, I do I have would, the five. My partner has the five as well. And sometimes I can see him hold on to things longer than he needs to. And it's and he'll say it's not that he doesn't want to give it up. It's just like he's holding on, it's almost like I'm he's like, I'm afraid to move in that direction. He's like, I want to. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've worked so hard to be where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, this now. is my routine. This is my rhythm. It's the channel of rhythm. I have the full channel. So for me to pivot, it's really, really hard with being and also with just being a peer generator because we kind of tend to go in the same general direction for a long period of time. Hold on. I got my little generator here asking for <laughs> me to open this. But anyways, back to the 515 channel. Um, I think that, I mean, that, that in the 1034 I have that makes me a generator and it's just very hard to have gone. Like I'm thinking, okay, September is going to be two years that we've been doing this podcast. And the, the way we started the podcast was the program. And to, it's not that the program is going to be going away. That's also, I'm like, you're not, it's not going away. We're just going to be, um, what our plan is. And I guess I can just say it here. We'll see what happens. The plan could plan also no plans could change. Who knows? Maybe I'll still just be like, no, I can't do it, Leah. I can't do it. I'm not ready. Um, but so actually the manifester that I was just talking about, she initiated me and she asked me because if like I would do my podcast in seasons. And I said, that would not really work with me doing trans weekly transit updates. I'm like, I don't know how I could make that into a season. And she like, she has a defined heart. And so we started talking about like appreciation and stuff and like kind of what I've noticed when I kind of like pull back a little bit with my heart, people are like, Oh, where did you go? Hold on. You all you're always here. Where did you just go? And I'm just like, that you should appreciate a little bit more. If you would have appreciated me, I would have maybe stuck this out for way longer and maybe my heart would have been more in it. That's the thing is when my heart starts to leave, that's when I have to go, oh, something shifted well, here. Your heart's not in it. You have to listen. It's I mean, not that it's not in it. It's not being fully appreciated. And it's once that starts to happen, then it starts to, it just, it's a mechanism I've noticed for myself that like I have zero control of. And it's at this point where I just have to respect it. I have to respect my heart that once it's, it starts to pull back, I have to say, oh, you're not being appreciated the way you, you've, you deserve to be treated. It's, I mean, it's a projected channel that I have. 
when I, it doesn't get the proper recognition, then it kind of starts to restrict. So she was talking about appreciation too, because she has the, um, the channel of initiation, the 2551. Yeah. And so she was talking about that too. And she's like, well, what if there was a different way? So here comes the manifestor initiating the generator. And I'm like, wait, you're telling me that I could do this a different way and get maybe a better result. And she's like, yeah. She's like, well, what if you did them monthly? I was like, well, how? I'm like, we do the uh, program plus monthly. But she's like, I was like, well, what if? So then I was like, hold on a second. What if I broke down the weeks, but for the month, like broke them down week by week. And then it's just one episode on the program. It's going through each week. Yeah. For the entire month and all the main points that you need to know for that week. Not how I do the program plus where it's just what are the main players for the month? This is like, what are the main players for each week? And we just talk about it in one episode. And so I thought about that. I sat with it. My spleen had to come in also because the spleen activates the heart, right? Because that's my channel. And so my spleen's like, does that feel, I'm like, I'm at, I'm into this new saying, I call it the clean spleen feeling. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever heard me say it. I don't know. I don't, I've only said it a few times, so I don't remember where I said it, but every so often I start talking about the clean spleen because I feel like defined spleens a lot of times don't even know what that is because we've been so conditioned and that area gets so clogged that it's going through this repetitive pattern, but because it's so consistent in that area, right? That it's hard to tell that, oh, actually that doesn't, that is not actually feeling good for me because the spleen says I feel good about doing that or I feel bad about doing that. It's very black and white. It's in operating in the now, very black and white aside from its mirror of the solar plexus like, well, let me see how I feel over time. The spleen says I feel now. This is how I feel right now. And when the spleen says, ew, (laughs) I start hearing it. It literally goes, ew or yuck. No, that's like my clothes taste. It's like- yeah. Uh, and I'm that's like, on the splenic side too. Yeah. That's on the splenic body. So that's, that is the sound of the spleen. Ew. Yuck. Or I hear sometimes my spleen goes, ah, like that's what it does that. It's not, it doesn't, it's not um like where the sacral, which there is a connection to the sacral there. So there is kind of a familiar, familiarity between the two, but the sacral goes, mm, and the spleen goes, ah. Like it's like light. There's like this lightness. Like when it, when there's a feeling of lightness, the spleen feels clean, and then it's like then it ends up being yes. But when it goes ick or ugh, yeah, and when it starts like going all over the place with those Open sounds, you yeah. know, it is it, just the way you're explaining that makes me think of the open and closed taste and the variables, you know, because I have closed taste, yeah. so it's like. Mm, and like uh, you and I were talking about just before we popped on, you know, about me being in this weird in between seasons right now. And where I, I, I'm calling it that I have tryouts or, um, I, I know where you're going with this. Sorry. I didn't mean to laugh right away. Go ahead. You and I were talking about it recently in a conversation. I'm like, people, things are auditioning for me right now. And I'm like, I'm in this like curious phase where mm. my spleen, spleen is like, huh, 
and then like when yeah when like something is like really good it's kind of like Oh, yes, yeah. That- yeah. Yeah. There's like a light yeah. shining through it a little bit. And it does have that sound to me. That's what I, I'm like. That's not the sacral. That is not a sacral sound. That's not a sacral sound. What the spleen it, it it when it's correct for the spleen in whichever way, whether it's through taste, which is connects to the splenic binary. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, join the variable intensive unless hopefully for the love of everything, it's just we're done and closed because I'm tired of talking about it. My sacral is like enough, but my open throat's like, let's keep going. So anyways, but so the variables and also us, we are divided in half. If you can imagine a line that's coming from the top of your head, going all the way down through the middle, all the way down to your feet. You have one side of you that is connected to the splenic binary. It's also through the variables and then also the solar plexus binary on the other side. And so taste, smell, all of that is splenic. And then touch and feeling, all of that is solar plexus. And so all of the colors, all the lines really are traveling through the variables. But I look at them as, I was talking about this because someone's like, can you explain to me the other day, like, how that actually shows up. And I'm sorry, I know I'm getting a little glitchy. Hopefully it'll stop. But I'm like, I see them as almost like, so there's four rooms, right? There's four rooms. There's one energy that's traveling or six energies really. Okay. Six energies that are traveling through each room. And then each room is almost like there's it, it looks different it's going to have a completely different setup but the energy itself is the same and that's why i wanted to start doing this series this week on the colors just the colors traveling through the variables because it's the same essence but when it goes into a different room it changes its outfit so then it's wearing a new outfit right and the room's a different color right and well, maybe not. Maybe that's that might confuse people with what color is. It's not a different color, but it's got um, it's got a, maybe a different kind of wallpaper on a different texture. Like there's there's a difference in the actual room, but the energy itself is the same, but it's going to operate differently in that space. That's the way that I see it. And so people started like DMing me and commenting. They're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize like that makes it so much more sense that you're telling me that color is also connected to this aspect and this aspect in a different variable, but it shows the storyline. That's what variables show you is the evolutionary storyline through the six colors, which are the six ways that we show up in this world. Six ways we eat or have eaten from beginning of time to where we're going, right? And then places that we lived, we started out as cavemen. And then we're going to go to outer space. <laughs> Aren't they going back to the moon? Yeah, well, at least that's the plans. And isn't that a little interesting? What did I tell you guys in the cosmic community? What did I tell about, you? What? About the whole Pluto thing? Yeah, the Pluto Aquarius. Yeah. There's going to be some sort of... Aliens. and There's something we're going to find in space. It's not a coincidence that this is happening at the same time. And maybe we're going to find something out about the moon. Maybe there's going to be another planetary discovery. Maybe we finally, the aliens finally just like, just tell us what to do. 
<laughs> instead of controlling us through the mind. There's still an expedition being planned for Mars for 2025. Oh, and that's when every I said, okay. What did I, I don't know if you remember me saying this, but I said 2020, 2020, 2023, 2025, and 2027 are the, the biggest game changers for the seven year transition yeah. that we're going in. I could see that, especially since what, what is it? Saturn? Is it Saturn that changes over two and a half to three years? Mm-hmm. So that's a big shift in that's kind of moving a lot of that big energy too, you know, I I, like looking back at like my last five, six years in my life recently. And I was going, Oh, I, cause I was realizing where Saturn was in my chart at those times, you know? Yeah. I was going, Oh, damn. The transits literally explain everything. If people knew, and I know you know, but if if like the general, this is like the secret. This is the secret, not that freaking book or or documentary or whatever. Like this is the transits are actually the secret, guys. If you want to understand one, what has happened to you? It's a great, it's honestly a great deconditioning tool. Mm-hmm. I think the transits are, especially looking backwards because then yeah. you've already gone through it. So you can kind of see like where you were in your life and then where in relation were the aspects and transits happening in. And then like, oh, wow, that is why I was experiencing that. And it's like if you kind of were able, and that's what if you understand the transits, take the blinders off a little bit, have a little bit more of like an objective opinion about life. You can kind of surrender to the process. You can also like jump on board maybe easier than hiding under the covers. A lot of times I'm like, this is a really hard thing to do because there's times in your life that transits almost like push you off the ledge. Yeah. Oh, that's what was, I want to say that the transits and, you know, because that was definitely impacted the whole um, coronavirus and everything, you know, Um, and with people working from home and I had wanted to either work from home or leave my job completely And so it was the transition to allowing me to have more freedom to play creatively, Mm. more freedom to find the rest that my body needed because I got really, really sick. It's crazy because it started with a car accident four days before my- I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I had a car accident in 2018, four days before my birthday. Mm. And- Strangely enough, it was only a couple of years before that same dang thing. Both rear-ended. Like I was rear-ended both times. Do you remember what you were thinking about? Yes, I I need to get to the school. I'm going to be late. Oh. (laughs) But I started, like, I was fine in my body, but all of a sudden, like, I was just having pain in my back and everything everywhere is... But it wasn't my first back injury to my back, you know, from car accidents. My first one was when I was 11. There's these series of car accidents in my life, 11, 13. Mm. Uh, The next one wasn't until I was in college. I think I was 20, 19 or 20. And um, I was never the driver in any of these, 
those until the last couple of years. And I was out of light each time and somebody came up and branded me. Oh. But this last one, um, I started just feeling intense pain all over my body. And I had been pushing myself really, really hard at work. Um, you know, working 40 plus hours a week, um, you know, and that doesn't include the housework and all that. And yeah. this, and I knew I was a manifester at that point in time. Oh, you did. I, yeah. Okay. I Like I found out in 2017, but I was, I really hated the way that I found out about it. Oh. And Manny's this, the sad part for Manny's is the way that if we stick to the way that old, like the old way of people would talk about human design and manifestors, there's, there's gotta be a lot of verbiage that changes. And Can you explain that a little bit more for, for anyone that needs to know. I'd love to know. I'd love to know where, where you're going with that. For example, we, them saying that we have to just hand off that we cannot complete things and we have to hand things off to people. Hmm. Um, I'm an artist. I'm a writer. I don't, I'm not going to just like draw the sketch and be like, here, you go finish this for me. Come on. Get real. Well, what if, what if that meant after the art part that then you're going to get like a generator or a manifesting generator to help you like grow that piece so other people can see it, like be the magnet for you so that you don't have to do that kind of work. Maybe it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Cause that's, I have, like, I have yet to see if I can be completely honest and I'm thinking about my little manifester too, where you guys fully complete something, not say, I would never think that you would give your artwork for someone to finish, but after the art is complete, would you then maybe initiate a generator or a manifesting generator to expand it? I haven't as of yet. I've written two full books. I mean, wrote them and illustrated them both and self-published them. Um, I guess I kind of, in a way, initiated like Amazon to take care of the rest, you know, because Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Here you do. You take care of all the shipping and all the blah, blah, blah. I'll get to the royalty fees. I'm done. Um, I do the same thing with my art. When I, I put it on my little art shop, I, mm-hmm. I post them on there. I'm like, I only get a royalty fee for that too, because honestly, I don't want to deal with the customer service. I don't want to deal right. with the back end stuff. I just want to create. That's it. So you I have all the create. generators that are running those things. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in 2017, that's not how I took it. It mm, was. Okay. And then the other thing is like, saying that we're repelling yeah I get it now but I love that there's a lot more people coming at it as saying that it's selective and that it's protective mm-hmm. because when mm-hmm. you hear that you're repelling and yeah, you're somebody sensitive and emotional and I think about all these times growing up and I'm getting emotional and you probably yeah. feel it right? yeah um but growing up and and I had done nothing and these people would just be mean to me. I'm just a little girl. What did I do to you? And you're just being mean to me. And I got it from my own siblings. Yeah. And, you know, being called things like little Miss Pris and little Miss Goody Goody. I never do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they didn't understand that behind this closed door was this just, or they would call me little miss crybaby. Yeah. You go, you, you go cry. Mm. My older 
was horrible to me. Mm. Horrible. And I'm not saying that there wasn't times when she was a good sister because she was at times, but her and I still have a very hard relationship because um, she just didn't understand me. And I tried for so long to be loved and seen and appreciated by her. And she just wanted to push me away or use me when she wanted to use me. And another thing is manifestors energy gets used a lot. I was just thinking about that. Um, Has your son experienced that? Yeah. I feel like with the manifestor energy, something happens to us, non-manifestors, you know, and I think it's the urge. Like we get, we grab onto the underlying urge from you and then it's kind of like we throw it back in your face. And when Milo went into a new class this year, there was a few kids that were picking on him because there's a huge like um because the shell is so closed and I think especially like when I'm looking at little kids that aren't fully developed yet and this d- adults that also are not fully developed either it's just like something with the repelling nature it's like it bounces off of us and then back to you and so and like the person that has the zero awareness of what that almost like that that rush was that like ran through them they take it and throw it back in your face and for no reason like milo if you ever met him what sweetest manifester and i like i just want to protect him so much because he is literally the sweetest boy he's still you know triggering like every manifester is and still resistant it's like the mechanism of resistance with you guys and i think that's that's also part of it too for other people and that's when the control comes in but the re- you guys are just automatically resistant. Even if you want to say yes, and you do this too, and we've had this conversation before, even if you want to say yes, and it has nothing to do with the wave, it's literally just a manifestor mechanism. And I've seen other people talk about this too. Literally, we ask you like, or we say, oh, we're doing this. And then you guys are like immediately no. And then I'm like, but you like that. You no, want it. Like, that's, and then, but then you, five more minutes, Milo comes back. Oh, yes, mommy. I do want to go to the park with you. He just like he it kind of has to like marinate a little bit. And this is something that I noticed with him when I used to take him to the YMCA when he was little, like to get social with kids. And then I could work out because you could like drop him off in the child care for two hours um, a day. And every single time it was like the same it was the same repelling. And that's also like you guys repel us. And so he's I would try to like, I'd have to like pick him up and physically place him in the door. And then when I would come back to get him, then he didn't want to leave. And I'm just like, I, until I finally found out that he was a manifestor and I found out when he was around two, thankfully, like thankfully, because I'm like, it's so confusing to us that aren't manifestors. Like, why is there this random mechanism? My husband's finally starting to get it. There's this random mechanism that anytime you say, oh, we're going to go do this, or I need you to do that, or we have to go here or whatever, because you guys are so much, you know, in your zone. Yeah. That When we come in and kind of like knock on your door and unfortunately he's a child, so he doesn't, I can't leave him home alone. I'm like, you have to come with me. I would 
Trust me, I would love to stop having these conversations with you. And like, I really tell him, like, I tell him the truth. Like we actually have, and I think that helps too. For yeah, him to know, And he can kind of see it because he knows like, I know I'm I'm going to just naturally be resistant to literally anything you tell me, mommy. And, and there's a respect there between the two of us with that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really true too. And if we feel like somebody's, even if it's not on purpose, like- mm-hmm like there's that anger that comes in and and it's a witness to us to observe but I think especially in childhood we don't understand it um I remember my mom and dad got me this I think it was like a coloring book and crayons I was like seven years old and they got my older sister this drawing pencil kit and drawing book and everything and I was mad I was like why didn't they give me that I was angry I was like do you not see that I love to draw I hang up my my little artwork with my oh, story yeah. all the time why is she getting that she doesn't like to draw <laughs> like <laughs> I I my you know and then my soft heart you know sensitive part of me it was yeah. like you like why are you being so mean? Like, this is like my internal mechanism going on. Why are you being so yeah. mean? This is a thoughtful gift. You do like to color, but I want that more. Oh. I, I feel like you don't see the artist in me was what. Oh, was the, two four, the two four. Yeah. And the one, eight, the, the one eight channel. That's yeah. It's so big. And my sister that I think that was the thought because this one eight has been so like deep on my mind because we've had all the stuff with um Chiron and Chiron mm-hmm. uh, eight is my unconscious Chiron and so but there's also the 20 is my conscious and so there's that mm-hmm. awareness that comes in with the 20 in the mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and it's and kind the of tr- and it's like purpose. there's so much truth with that 20 like it yeah. really it really wants to be in the truth some 2034s will like hide in their truth, I've noticed with the mechanism of having a defined throat, you guys keep, I'm realizing now that I know human design, like how much you just like define throats, just general, keep it all in. I was like, how, how do you do that? That's like, not like the screens, the windows just completely open here. Like I can't, it's I not how it's not yeah it's not well because and most most of the population are defined and look look how look how we are seeking out attention now that's all defined throats you know i i entered this year telling myself i need to allow myself to be seen and heard and not hide away in any way Mm -hmm. because whether that's hearing myself just letting myself be observed and witnessed and heard Mm-hmm. And expressing it openly to myself and being honest to myself with myself. I don't have to give it to everybody else. I don't have to share it with everybody else, but I need to observe it myself and allow myself to be seen and heard that way because there's so much trauma. And I'm sure that this is part of what happened, why I wasn't speaking till three years old. You know, I mean, part of it was I had these constant ear infections, constant, you know, like a lot of manifestors tend to get really sick, especially if they've got a lot of openness and especially if they've got possibly an 
unhealthy environment around them. Oh, that's all about, yeah, a hundred percent the environment. You know what I did? Something really strange I did. And I'm just like, wow, my, I was really just, I'm, I, when I let my intuition, like just kind of like lead me, it just, it does something to me. So um, after my accident, I tried to do a few different types of jobs to like, what can I do instead of doing hair and makeup before I ended up going back to hair and makeup? And so there was like a moment in time where I taught preschool for a second. Horrible. It's awful. I should never have done that. Such a third line mistake. But it actually brings me to where I'm going to end up with this whole point. I got so sick. I'm smell cognition. My lungs were so infected for like two whole years. I was constantly getting reoccurring pneumonia and like the, you've, you've never like held your breath more than when you have bronchitis. Like I was just constantly getting all of these bronchial things and every, like when I lived in Florida and this is why I, I really want people to understand the variables on a depth. I was in my transferred environment. I, I was so sick. I would always enter into the incorrect environments because I lived in the incorrect environment and I couldn't navigate correctly. Right. And so I was constantly getting sick. And so I got so sick at that point. And that was like a big eye opener for me with that whole situation. How important, like, it's like, I'm constantly getting body lessons with having gate 46. And so I ended up um, after I had Milo, actually a friend had, and I think she's, a, I think she's a manifesting generator had kind of like initiated and like, just like planted a little seed for me. I feel like that's what like a lot of manifesting generators do. Like they plant these little seeds for people and she's like, oh, there's, there's this, um, place called the salt suite where you go and you like sit in a room of salt. That. Yeah. And so I was like, and then I saw that it like helps like clear out your lungs. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I think I need to go there for, to like finally get rid of this bronchitis. And so it was right after I had Milo and Milo is actually also smell cognition. So his nasal passage, if you're smell cognition, like needs to be clear, you like physically and energetically. There's like, there's this underlying tone that happens with smell cognition people. And we can like feel like almost like if there's like any sort of stuckness or danger in the air. And so I unknowingly brought him almost daily for like two to three years to the salt suite. We got a membership. (laughs) So I just like it, when I say that it cleared me up. I could never breathe better than I did, like even before getting the bronchitis, with going there. And it's actually, that's where I met now our our mutual friend, Beverly. That's where I met her. And guess what her cognition is? Smell. Smell. (laughs) Mine's tough, but I'm finding, I have smell in, uh, is my tone in perspective or my motivation I, I can't remember off the top of my head without mm-hmm. looking mm-hmm. sometimes I use those ones I know I have taste in one of them and, and smell in the other mm. um so I actually have taste in more than one spot in my variables oh interesting uh, yeah <laughs> it's, I mean it's it's apparent 
before that that probably plays a part of like I I, I don't think you've ever known this but I had two sinus operations within mm. a couple of years I I got tubes in my ears at 16 you know I I had these constant ear infections just from just being a little baby onwards um, but then like I ended up with, and I was always, always getting bron- bronchitis and sinusitis. My sinuses were so clogged the second sinus operation that there was a cyst in like in here, like above my nose, like where you would pinch your nose. Um, and they couldn't see it on the CAT scan. That's how bad my sinuses were. They oh, could wow. not. Um, and luckily my ear, nose, throat specialist, you know, he'd done my two prior operations and he'd known my history and everything. And they had really good technology at that point in time where they used like these little tiny cameras in there. And yeah. he caught because if they punctured that, he said that that could have been really serious. It would have gone into my brain. Oh, wow. So, you know, I was only 19, 18 or 19 when I had that second operation done. So, um, now, just like really crazy looking back, and I'm sure part of that, like, because, you know, our throat is kind of really connected to the. Yeah, 100%. Ear, ear nose, yeah, that's why they have mouth. ear, nose, and throat doctors. <laughs> well, but you, you know what I'm saying, because I've got the smell, cog- uh, I've got the smell in one of my variables. I've got mm-hmm. taste in two. And, you know, I've got this defined throat here. And because we do repress a lot. And I'm sure I repressed a lot of unhealthy emotions, like growing up. I mean, being, uh, you know, a victim of sexual violence multiple times over many years, that itself, like, kept me from, because the first time I ever spoke up about it to my mom, I was 11, and I told her that her dad, her dad, who had been living with us, was sexually assaulting me. I didn't use that terminology, but I told her, you know, he was touching me and um, that he'd been doing this since I was about three years old, on and off since he'd lived with us and would come visit us. Oh, wow. I bet you that it's possible that it was happening before I was three. And I just don't remember it. And that's possibly why I didn't speak I I know that, I mean, there's other scientific reasons with my ear infections and losing 30% of my hearing, but what if that's a contributing factor in some way, you know, because you repressed it in your body. So then it had to manifest in other places for you. I, I finally felt ready to speak up because I had told somebody, you know, a neighbor that I trusted, um, and she had come with me and it wasn't just me saying it, it was my older sister too, mm. but she didn't, my mom didn't do this to my sister, but she looked directly at me and said, if anything happened, it was my fault. Who says that to an 11 year old? Mm. Yeah. And I held on to that for a really long time. And then I was sexually assaulted one more time after I graduated from college and I said enough is enough this I am not going to be a victim anymore I refuse Mm -hmm. I'm not going to keep this to myself I went and I reported it and the sad part is it was my younger brother and um you know he was 13 at the time 
And I, I told my mom, I told my stepdad, they did get him help. But I said, I, I will not come into this house. I will not have anything to do with him. Mm, yeah. I said, he, he needs help. And right now I can't be around him. And I love you guys, but I, I can't live here because, well, he's, he's a kid. He has to live here. There's a difference. Yeah. But I can't expose myself to this stuff anymore. And I started, I went to um, Victims Advocate Program through Planned Parenthood. That's one program a lot of people don't realize that they have, and it's such oh, a yeah. valuable program. And, um, you know, they provide, they even get you um, free lawyers and stuff to, if you need to go to, you know, fight in, in court, they get you counseling services. They can, they helped me pay for moving costs to get out of my parents' house because I couldn't, I just as much as I love my parents in and my brothers I mean I still love my brother but him and I will always continue to have a difficult relationship I forgive him but that doesn't mean I trust him yeah you know um fool me once shame on you and you have you have an is it completely open or are you undefined spleen uh undefined undefined yeah oh that one really that it's like if the 50 doesn't feel cared for then there then you're on the complete opposite end of that and completely like almost like alone in 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 the ick but like can't get out of it yeah exactly and i i don't know what you know that was the last straw and i was seeing a counselor and my mom was getting counseling at the same time with a different therapist in the same agency, small town. Um, and I told my counselor, I wanted to set up a joint counseling session with my mom's counselor and her and my mom and I, and that was the first time that I had confronted her about that. And, you know, she apologized to me. She's like, I said that to you. She said, how could I have said that to you? I said, but she did. And I held on to that. Yeah. And I said, I wasn't initially, I was mad at you, but then I realized that you've been a victim yourself and that those were probably the words that you heard mm-hmm. when you spoke up, especially in the age that she grew up in, you know, she was born in 1963 mm-hmm. and things weren't talked about those, that was pri- private family life. And even then it was, you know, swept under the rug. We didn't deal with those things. And when they're not deal well, dealt well, it, it, it festers. And unfortunately, it's a wound that gets passed on from generation to generation. And, and I really believe this, that, you know, all that trauma in a woman's body, she can, it gets passed into the DNA of the oh, generation. 100%. 100%. So the fact that my birth biological parents were victims of some sort of sexual violence. Wait, both of your parents? I'm sorry. Did you say both? Yeah. My dad by his uncle who went to prison when he was a kid um, because he had many kids, many, many kids. Um, And I think he was a school teacher or something. And that's how he ended up in prison. Um, But, you know, for both my dad, my birth dad and my uncle, um, when they were little boys. And so 
you know, and I told you I was evicted by my own father. My by own your, birth. your birth father. Yeah, not my my adoptive father or my stepfather. They were to me, they are my dads. Mm. I, I mean, they will always be my dads because they've always had a good they had good relationships with me. They healthy, real father relationships, you know. Um, but you know, I my body just built up so much trauma. And yeah. now I, I feel like with the, the things in the Chiron and just like me really learning to take back my power and allow myself to be seen and heard. I think everybody needs to be able to be seen and heard. I don't, it doesn't matter who you are, what your energy type is. If you yeah. have an undefined throat or a defined throat, we need to see the other. We need to witness ourselves, but we need to see the other as well. Yeah, I think and that's, I mean, that's what's missing. That is literally the missing link. And I think the reason why is because the majority of the population are defined throats. So they're so focused on their internal voice here that they can't take five seconds to see what's going on with that other person over there. I like to say a lot of times, and I say no offense to you guys, but you're a little tone deaf. Like you're, you're too inwardly focused and then you're also not able to even express yourselves. So I'm over here like talking, 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 my open throat. And I'm like, I feel like I just said like 5 million things. And then you guys are over there with like storing like trauma, hard times, like your fear of, of being seen. Cause it's not just the open undefined throats that are afraid to be seen. It's you guys too. And we're just reflecting back to you. Like, like in this like intense way, because we're just like so expressive what's actually happening with you guys. Like if you look at like Jim Carrey, uh, Robin Williams, yeah. uh, a, a lot of those actors that are really, really expressive, they're all open, undefined throats. And it's like if you guys just allowed yourself even like a little glimmer of what that looks like through us, like you would be so free, I feel like. And, and that's just it. You know, people talk about freedom of speech. And I know, and I, I'm not trying to be political or anything, but in a way, it ties into that. We have some, like you said, there's so many wounded, especially defined throats mm-hmm. out there. And they're like, look at me, look at me, look at me. And they're expressing themselves in very unhealthy ways. And they're like, then they're claiming things like freedom of speech. Right. Okay, well, but what about the freedom of speech of the other person? Why are you not considering the other? Mm. And that's my perspective. It's not about, I don't, I don't know. To me, it doesn't matter what somebody's religious background is or what you could believe that uh, you're a purple unicorn and <laughs> You know, and that you were born on Mars. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Yeah. But be a decent purple unicorn. Yeah. Born on Mars. I mean, just be decent. We need yeah. to slow down and breathe. Well, and- that's that. Well, that's what's happened. That's the problem is we're so afraid to slow down. And that's what the pandemic tried to do for us say, hey, hey, you out there moving way too fast. We got to reel it back in because we're going into receptivity now. Exactly. After 2027, I mean, I know that it's for us, it's going to, and especially the people that are unaware of any of this, it's going to take a while 
for humanity to catch on like hey the energy's actually changed we're in a brand new program like people are probably like what are you talking about just for anybody out there that's new to human design or just like this is the first time you're hearing about any of this i don't know we we never know who's watching or listening right but if you're new to any of this 20 after 2027 we're going into this brand new energy like if you can imagine almost new actors are coming into the into the movie which we are we're we're going to this this area and i was actually okay we're going to get really we're going to end on a weird note okay we're just going to end on a weird note as as i usually do <laughs> i was i've been going through the variables again and i totally forgot that i i am actually one of the uh configurations that are here to bring the raves and i'm like no <laughs> No, no, no. I cannot I cannot bear that responsibility. There's a new type of they're not raw does not refer to them as humans if you ever read anything about 2027, but they're gonna kind of look but not look supposedly like humans. Like you're you're just gonna look at them and you're gonna know they're different, but they'll still have like kind of like human bodies. I don't know how to explain this because it hasn't even happened yet, and I'm just going off of what I've read, but like a lot of different other areas of spirituality or people that see the future, whatever, say a lot of the same things. So there's some sort of similarity there. Don't We don't know exactly what's going to happen. I think it's fun to talk about, especially as a 1-3. I'm like, I need to get to the bottom of this. Like what's really happening here, okay? But to find out that I am one of those people that could bring one of these hum human types <laughs> into the world – I'm just like no thanks. I I'm I'm done having kids and now I'm like after remembering that I was like I need to make sure my husband gets taken care of because I can't. I can't. I will be I will be the getaway car to save them. If you want in Jenna, we I I might need a manifester for this. Absolutely. But I I don't want to birth one. I feel like that's traumatic. Um and I don't I don't want to do it. So <laughs> before we go, there was one question I had. Um, can you explain to the us other types what is the best way to work with you in informing and what does informing mean to you? First part is informing is keeping each other in the loop. It's not mm -hmm. telling somebody else what to do. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to use my partner as an example, because he's great. He really is. He's, he's an MG. And I will tell you that that man, he, he is so good at informing. Sometimes, and he said this the other day, it was the cutest thing. He goes, I probably inform you things way too much. He said, he said if anything, I probably over inform you. I'm like, no. No, you know what? Sometimes, yes, maybe I might. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, dear. <laughs> but I would rather you get to that level with me because at least I know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I, it, it makes me, he wants to keep me in the loop because he knows that, you know, my energy moves differently. And yeah. I need my time to, to kind of find Marinate. my way. Yes, yes. And feel into things isn't emotional, you know, it, I always 
like to say what I feel, tell you that I might feel like for dinner tonight in the morning is probably going to change by dinner time. <laughs> That's probably already changed about two hours later. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is, the sad part is that is completely true. <laughs> That's why I, I almost can't meal prep because um, I will prep something the night before. The next day, I don't want it. Mm. And it's just sitting there. Um, so I don't know. Uh, let me get back to that question. I, I, okay. I think it's just really important to, you know, have open conversations, but don't be forcing your opinion. Don't tell them what to do. It, and be careful because manifestors don't like too many questions either. We're, what ha- Can you tell us what happens? I, I always like to ask manifestors because I like you guys all kind of say the same thing, but I always like to ask every manifestor I know, what happens for you when other people are asking you questions? I think it just like you asking that now, that's different because I kind of expect it in the right. atmosphere where I'm at. Um, but if it's that's like, also I'm- another conversation I'll say is that once you know that it is a question round kind of thing, you're open to it. Every yeah. manifestor that I talk to, they say that, but sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're fine. Um, it's true. If, if we are kind of going into a situation where we're expecting it and that's, that's another thing. So if you're going to be in an environment where there's going to be a lot of questions coming at you, but you didn't know that keep the person informed. I think just informing anybody in general is really helpful. If we just get in the practice of having open communication as people, because people seem to lack communication. (laughs) (laughs) The Virgo. (laughs) Virgo here. I I like to have my communication. Although sometimes my partner will say, Jenna, use the words. Where's the words? Because (laughs) we get tired of performing. I don't Mm. care if we have the defined throat and the ability to use our energy and move it there constantly. There's some... It's very draining for manifestors to hmm. open their aura up on a regular basis and yes. let other in. It's very tiring. And so, you know, if we ask you to take the lead on something, if we're initiating you to take the lead on it, just take the damn lead. Well, well, you know, I have thoughts on that too. <laughs> just because sometimes it's, sometimes I can only speak as a generator. It's just not the right time for me like the rhythm's just not there so as as generator I'm a I'm I'm a builder right but my energy is also building in the process so if you just told me I have to start back at square one with something then I'm like that's a lot of work (laughs) my sacral that's like my sacral does like it's like well that maybe could work and sometimes it's like you guys initiate things that are just not possible um, you also have to consider that. Um. <laughs> I think, you know, having that open conversation and, and a gentle, like supportive way of each other say, I hear where you're coming from. And I love that you have this like big vision. Yeah. Um, can I, I want to share with you what I'm experiencing and what I'm seeing some, some difficulties I'm seeing, and maybe you can help me see something differently that I'm right. not seeing. So if yeah. you're opening yeah. up that doorway, it can create this brainstorming of back and forth, you know, in a way that maybe 
a light bulb comes on for both of you and you're like, ah, I've got it, you know? So I really think that we just, as a society, we don't use communication, real communication as a whole. So if we all practice that, it just becomes a regular thing and everybody's in the loop and everybody can support each other better. It's just, I I always want to say communication is really important. And I know, okay, even me as a Manny, I I have my moments and especially with the dang 12 (laughs) in my moods, okay? That 12 is like, I am not open. I am not going to talk to you. And if I have something to say and I'm not in the mood and I say it, you're not going to like what you hear. Oh yeah. I, I've, 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 I've experienced that with 12s and either one, 12, 20, 22s, 1222s. You guys all have, you know, there's a similar vibe happening there. I, I, I recognize it now. I, do I now, if you're asking me what you're not asking me, do I find it annoying? 150%, 150%. Um, but I'm at the point of respecting other people's auras. This is where respect comes in. I don't operate that way. You know, if I'm not in the mood, I try to say I'm not in the mood to talk right now. Let me get back to you. I I would love to hear that. So, but sometimes people that have the 12, 22s just say nothing. Yeah. And no, I know. Um, and I understand that it takes energy for you to say it sometimes. Um, but, or there needs to be a dialogue that happens before you go into like that, you know, closed in your shell phase that every manifesto yeah. does. And, oh, we do. and I, the more tired we are, or if we're in creative mode, those are the worst two times. If, if we're yeah. tired or we're in creative mode. I like to try to let my partner know that if I'm going to be like working on something, I'll be like, I'm, I'm going to be really focused on this. I'm right. going to have my ears If yeah. I don't hear you, not me being unresponsive. It's just, I'm in the zone. But that's um, good communication between a manifester and another type or even a manifester and a manifester. Cause I'm sure like, obviously you guys understand your energetics, but you still operate as a unique being. So there's yeah. always needs to be whoever it is, just a person in front of you having an open dialogue, even if it's sometimes it's frustrating for the generators to hear the manifester saying, I'm going to ignore you for three days straight. So do not come to me. I think there's a better way that could be said. Yeah, it's not not always said nicely, but I get that I sometimes interrupt you guys, but I try to just like wait for you guys to come to me at this point. And it really is hard because sometimes we really do need to shut down for that long period of time and we we cannot respond. There are days where I just, I literally can't. Mm. I look at, like, I'll see a text message pop up on my phone and I'm like, no, I can't. like, Like, there's like this deep, fog when we're in a rest cycle there's a heavy fog that comes over us and our bodies are are really just exhausted like just moving from the bed to the couch is exhausting you know um I find that I need to be laying flat a lot when I'm in those places and doing light things I there's different you know phases of the phases of the rest cycle where like I feel good to like, I can read things and my mind feels clear, but Mm -hmm. there's times when you're in that, you've gone into that, like you just birthed something out into the world. Think about when you had your babies and Mm -hmm. you're probably down for a little bit, right? Pretty exhausting. 
Mm -hmm. And so your body needs some time to recuperate. It's, it's the same concept, different, of course, but it's the same yeah, but concept. But you guys do birth things. Exactly. That is what, and so I could only, anytime I get a little taste of it, cause I, I can taste it, but I, I, I know that one, I need to just like, let it be what it is and not try to like change it or grab it. I can't grab it. I can just kind of like hold it for gently for a little bit, but it's a rush. And I can only imagine what that feels like on a regular basis to be get because oh. it, it takes you down. It kind of like takes you down a little bit, takes yeah, you under. I mean, there's this high, and this is me as a manny, an emotional manny, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's like this high, this rush that, like you said, it just comes in and you feel like you're on top of the world and you are in the zone and you're creating, uh, you got all this energy. And then you feel like you've just run, run this hundred, uh, mile marathon. Yeah. <laughs> you have nothing left to give. <laughs> Nada. You know, you are drained. You are done. Please don't make me talk. Please don't make me move. Please just don't make me do anything. And, and I, I get that some people just don't understand that, but like, I found that even with family members that are not always the best at understanding just me saying, I'm just, I'm sorry. It's not you. I'm just really tired today. I'll get mm. back to you when I, mm. most yeah. of the time that window opening up that door opening up and like them getting that, they're like, Oh yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. All right. Get back to me when you can, yeah. you know, so just open that window and say, Hey, this is what's going on. Even if you're not a hundred percent certain with what's going on. Cause sometimes again, we just don't know what's going on with us. Honestly, but right. give what you can and do it in a, a gentle, loving way. Speak with love. Hopefully like you would, I would hope that you would talk to your best friend in a loving way. Honestly, I'm just saying. So talk to everybody like they're your best friend, you know, putting, putting on a, a good loving from the heart, not, and that's not saying you can't have hard conversations. It's right. just. And if you know that it's going to be a hard conversation and you can preface, like you were saying with Leah earlier, I don't, I'm not in the mood to, to be fluffy. Like, right. Oh, yeah, you know, you were. Yeah. I, I, I try. I, I, I have a hard time with communication also with having an open, open solar plexus and an open throat. Uh, it's like, sometimes I have to just tell you if I, if my heart's like getting angry, cause it's been, I've been feeling like I've been in like transference all day right now that I'm like. I love you so much and I'm going to say things and they're not, do not take them personally. I'm just annoyed in general. And then it kind of like breaks down the barriers a little bit, which right. we all need to do. So I'd love to end on you letting everybody know how they can find you. Cause after hearing this, they're going to be like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I have a podcast, quiet strength, the wisdom within. It's a long name, Quiet Strength, The Wisdom Within. You can find me on uh, Spotify. Uh, you can find me on Apple, all the places where there's podcasts. Um, I'm on Instagram at the underscore sunshine artist. Um, yeah, same on Tumblr. <laughs> um, I just started doing some poetry on spillwords.com and some artwork on there. Um, so that's Jenna, if you search in the bar there, it's Jenna G. I mean, 
pretty simple. I mean, those are the best places to find me. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, oh, we'll pop some links down below too. I have some uh, books on Amazon. Uh, not in my human design ones yet, but I do have a poetry book that I illustrated and put out there uh, last year. Yeah, last year, 2022. Um, and it's called Set Yourself Free, You Were Born to Fly. Um, it's just a powerful journey to really connect you back to yourself and bring you back home into loving yourself and, you know, putting yourself first. And, and I'm not saying that in a selfish way, but like really learning to love yourself and being aware of your needs, wants, wishes, hopes, and desires, because sometimes we shut them off to please everybody else. And that's not healthy. Yeah. So pretty your wisdom. The next big thing in the work is that poetry book for uh, human design, but that's, that's going to be a little while yet. Okay. Well, we'll pop all your links down below. You guys can follow Jenna and then, and see where she, you know, her manifestor energy takes you because she doesn't know either. So you'll find out if you follow her, it's really important to just, I feel like just follow the manifestor and then you'll know what they're doing whenever (laughs) it's the easiest way. So Thank you so much for joining us with the podcast and we will see you over on the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Crystal and I are really here as defined hearts to provide value to you with our unique insights. If you have found any of this episode valuable to you, we ask that you share with a friend tag us with a highlight on Instagram, and write us a review so we can reach more people. Human design and astrology are tools to guide us toward our transformation. You are a unique and beautiful being, and we encourage you to let that light inside of you shine bright. See you in the next episode, friends.